Hello, good evening, and welcome to uh, another edition of the Dynamics Podcast. We are broadcasting live on Thursday night. It is, it is the night of the first leg of the final between Tigres and the Leon, the number one, number two seeds. Right now, Tigres is leading 1 0 in uh, the second half has just started. So we would uh, like to have y'all's feedback and commentary during the match uh, live on our YouTube page, and we'll try to get to it. But uh, as always, joining me from California is Joel Aceres. Joel, how are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good, Jon. Excellent. Well, you, were, uh, uh, you and the Chiefs were holding on the court there for a couple of weeks when we had some, some folks uh, on vacation and work and jobs. And yes, guys, sir. They did a really good job. And i got to tell you, Joel, I really agree with that thing you said about that guy, about that team. I thought it was, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. It made sense, yes. Yeah, it did, it did. It, <laughs> it put it all into perspective for us. So I do appreciate, yeah. You know, see, and that, and that's the kind of commentary that that you should, uh, and, and the folks that have been listening to this podcast now for going on four years, uh, can certainly uh, that that is the kind of commentary that you come to expect, love, and yeah we've been four years the third one there yeah but yeah exactly so uh, four years and one world cup under our belts now that's right that's right and and, and this will be our third gold cup coming up uh, in a few weeks so we'll, uh, we'll be discussing that uh, will you be attending john Joel, i just put in a pass uh, to go to charlotte north carolina what what match is that that'll be mexico against uh, martinique Oh, the mighty Martinique. And, uh, It'd be quite the matchup. Indeed. And, and Canada plays uh, somebody. Excuse me? Canada plays somebody. I forget who they oh, okay. Oh, Cuba. Cuba. Canada plays Cuba. So that'll You've be seen that one too? That'll be Antesala and then it'll be Mexico. Oh, Doble Cornada. Yeah. I forgot they did those. <laughs> Uh, uh, Joel, I'm not going to lie. I just, I just had a shot of Nacho Ambriz and as music stays, Nacho's wearing some like really tight pants. It's <laughs> very interesting. The, uh, tighter than, tighter than Palencia? Then, uh, on the same, well, see, Palencia was wearing like yoga pants. Uh, you know, like, like dancers' tights. It was it was it was as tight if it, 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 it got tighter than skinny jeans. They used to play used to pimp sandals. No, 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 So it's uh, I think this is a one zero point. It's been a very uh, uh, just a, a very well played, entertaining match. Our goalies were making plays on the sides. So, you know, the and it was, a, plays. it was the King Yak's goal. He's now level with Thomas Voy. So. Either, either in this final or in next season, he should he should be the the Tigers all time leading. Well, he could do it in this in this game. He could do yeah, it in this game. Yeah. The, the, that is pretty amazing that uh, in, in such a short period of time, Mijinak came into uh, Liga Mekis in 2015. What was it? 2014. It was 2015. And so 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 that is that is four seasons. So he's averaged 25 goals. A season. Yeah, okay. I saw his goal. It seemed fortunate at first glance, 
the ball rebounds and he's right there to slot it in. But I was watching the replay and he he positioned himself well right there. Completely lost his marker. Who was I don't know, staring at the stands. But he he did well to get in to get in that spot. Back up ball what is he ball watching? Excuse me? The, as you say the, the defender back up ball watching. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but um I think Leon is holding their own and uh we should see another very intense matchup. Right. But yeah. I, I it looks like Tigres wants that one one more goal before they return to the to the Lions Temple. The Lions Den. Yes. The uh, the Coliseum. The, the no cap now. Well, in, in the final league, I make it. It's not like the like the first two rounds where the, uh, the first tiebreaker is available. Uh, so the, the, here it's just it's just cumulative total. So the first tiebreaker is the score. And if and if there are uh, if they're still tied at the end of 180, they go extra time, regardless of home away position in the same to them. It's just the first tiebreaker is the score. After that, they go. I'm not even. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that they're in the I'm, I'm gonna have to hold you on to something, Yon. What's that? You had told us that Leon was going to have the curse of the. No, I, I said it was possible. I, I did. I didn't say it was gonna happen. <laughs> you said it was just possible. No, I think I think I did say that, and I was waiting for. Uh, we're a friend of the show, we saw Oscar, so as you all know, is a, is a, is a big Leon supporter. Yeah. In fact, in fact, he he showed me his stomach once. When it was great. I'm not gonna lie, it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this is this is pretty good game, and uh, anything could still happen. You know, you know how in, in Game of Thrones they had grayscale. Yeah. Leon fans get green scale on their stomach. When they, they get green scale. Treat. When that makes sense. Yeah, when, when they truly, uh, when, 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 when they decide that, that Leon is their team. Chilean yeah. player limping off of the field uh, doesn't look too good. He's getting on the ice cream truck. He's getting on the other well, You know, that means that Tuca's going to have to, you know, you know, they're only like nine deep at forward at the so. They're only. <laughs> Who? So, you know, Julia can have some him in here. I'm not gonna lie, you look, you look good in those pants. Too much, too, 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 too natural. Nice. Natural. Okay, so I don't recognize this guy coming in there, Yon. That's uh, Enel Valencia. He's, you know, the Ecuadorian. Okay, yeah, see, shows how much I've been paying attention. Well, I mean, like I said, so, well, I mean, you did, you know, I mean, you obviously been paying attention enough to talk about that thing about that guy on the team last yes. week. Yes. True, so true. Was, you know, that important so thing was. Yeah. And, you know, I just really, like I said, just really put things into perspective for me. Listening to the continue. I was on vacation, and I was in, uh, my wife and I went to uh, Destin, Florida, our, uh, when uh, our batteries are low, we, we need sun, sand, and water. And, so that's uh, those yes, are, I, I noticed the pictures on Instagram, you know, <laughs> good stuff. Thank you. The, you know, some of those I didn't even have to. Uh, I didn't even have to uh, mess around with the post. No, no filters. No filters. No, we had a really, really, really. Uh, honestly, I, I was. I was in Florida, which is 
you know, you know humid like Houston, especially on the coast. And um, and it was like it was like a desert. It was, it was bone dry. It was just no humidity at all. It was like eighty degrees. It was like I guess what you would call Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Yeah, there there in Los Angeles, but it was um, no, it was really nice. We got really lucky. And, uh, the water was the water wasn't particularly warm. Uh, it was, um, oh, it's good stuff. Good that's, stuff. Se se venía encogiendo un poco. <laughs> oh man, I, you know what? I'm seeing the game and it doesn't seem like Tigres, you know, has an answer to this so far. I mean, Leon, Leon, I should say. Well, I Leon mean, is, is looking to, you know, to break this lock, this defensive lock. And we have to wonder if Macias would have been that key, but they, they sent him out to the under 20 World Cup. I gotta tell you, uh, J, uh, JJ Macias played a standing match today. He was, he was clearly their best player. And he had really good chances where he took some really good shots. You know, you know places where the goalie was going to have to make a pretty good save to save it and the goalie. Yes. So it was very unfortunate for, for Yeah, I, I managed to catch the second half. And, you know, I was disappointed with Mexico's playing style. Just I felt that they weren't playing up to their strengths. And uh, too many long passes, too many long balls against a very physical, very physical. Italian side. It looked, like, it looked like adults playing against kids. These guys were huge, man. And yeah, they, were, they were shaking off guys left and right. And to me, you know, the guy that I thought that, Probably shouldn't be playing as much right now just because he hasn't been playing that much right now. It's like, it's like just, you know, his season just ended last week and he spent, you know, two months not playing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at, at least the U20 guys, you know, you know, you know, most of them, if they're not, you know, most of them aren't playing on the senior side, so they're still playing on the U side. So it isn't they're playing every week. So those guys are, so I think the playing Lioness, in my opinion, was a mistake. I'm not saying don't play them at all, but bring them on in the second half. He was he was grabbing, and he would have been yeah. a nice little, you know, let, let him get get himself back in the punch. Yeah. yeah, and this this was an Italian side that was missing some other. They were missing like two or three of their key players. I just felt Mexico missed. I would say the coach. I'll put that on the coach. I think his plan was just not the adequate one against a team like this. Ooh. Junior just had a chance to set up, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't even still. And I don't blame him. You know. Who would you rather sh- shoot in the area in 18 or 15 this man? Junior or Aki? Here comes a replay. You want to take Junior every time? Yeah, they, well, you know the saying, Yon, that the strikers in the, in the box, they have to be selfish. And a good striker is selfish in the box. And, I'm okay. and you know, frankly, I'm okay. That's his job. I'm, I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that dude was locked in on goal. I don't think he saw. I don't think he saw his teammate. It's just instinctual when they hit it. And a lot of times, even when they hit it, uh, they're not even looking at the porteria because they already have a good mental, you know, image of, of where of where they're at. Right. 
Now we are we are live on our YouTube page. Live as we speak. On the YouTube page. En vivo y en directo. Indeed. And uh, so Mexico, you could they could say they're on in a group of death at the under twenty World Cup and there won't be any easy games. Something we talked about in the previous pod. Uh, all of these teams finished finished top in first or second of their respective qualifying groups. Uh, so even Japan should should prove strong and Ecuador, I believe they won. They've won out of the of the Conmebol, which is finishing ahead of teams like Argentina and Brazil. It, it says a lot. So, uh, but, but, you know, who knows, man? Those playing styles of some of those teams might benefit Mexico more. Well, you know, you know, we have, we have a, I don't know how many, how many levels of chats uh, you have, but I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, we have the Cantina chat, we have another chat, so that's the, that, that's the, the, the depth of my chattiness. And I, th- I can't remember if it was, if it was Pichichi or if it was Colasso. So he said, I don't care about the result. You know, I just want to see how the team played. And yes. if, if, if we're basing, uh, you know, want to make conclusions on that, then I think Mexico are terrible. Yeah. They're really bad. I mean, seriously, I mean, really. No, com- completely you agree. Team, you cannot give a team like Italy, like, you know, or, 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 or frankly, any top 10 team on the planet, whether whoever it is. Italy. They may not have made the World Cup or whatever. They're still a top ten team. However, I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. You just cannot give them that much that much space and and and, and compact yourself. Well, you can't be as compact offensively as they are, and as loose defensively as they are against a team like. And 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 that's just what I don't understand. It's like, how on earth do these guys think that they're going to get? Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many times in that match Italy would make up just a just a, a, a rolling loose little pass to a guy who's wide open, you know, running you know, four yards of empty space, just constant, constant. Because Mexico's lines are so, you know, they're they're so far apart. Just they just have no. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was very bad. Hey, you know, John, what could be worrisome is that we're missing our. You know, our director de, de juveniles and the sporting director, Dennis, Dennis the Menace to Close, who I felt would have eventually, uh, I don't know, I don't know if he would have had a hand in probably getting some of the players we needed more called in or, or but I, I know he would eventually got it right with, with the coaching. Right, right. Well, you know, like I said, I, th- I think John de Luisa is, uh, you know, he's a sports guy first, which uh, is, 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 is good. Uh, you know, Teclos wasn't his guy, and that's fine. You know, he's, making, he's, he's trying to make Torrado his guy. And, uh, you know, Torrado right now is the one who uh, is going to, uh, you know, and Memo Cantu's out there, which, frankly, I'm totally okay with. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that plays out. But uh, to have a, you know, an inexperienced coach like Diego Ramirez, 
go up against uh, you know, in Italy the player. You know, have you ever noticed like the like the the, the, the Italian coach to staff? I mean, wouldn't they look more at, at, at home if you put like a little cafe table there in the you know, in the coach's box so they can all sit around and, and sip an espresso while they're reading the paper while they're watching the game? Certainly, and, did seem that way, John. And uh, yeah, so I mean, they just it was just. They were outclassed uh, from the first from the first second of the game, and it was uh, it was uh, it was it was a little disappointing. But you know, again, individually, I think Macias obviously had a great game. Then that kid came in Figueroa, a little uh, a little guarito, and he was he was pretty good. <clears throat> Yes, sir. Well, two more days. We'll see. We'll see if Mexico can bounce around. As you said in one of the chats, all it takes is one draw and one win. That could be good enough. So Mexico still has a chance, even though stats-wise, losing the first game usually. I forgot what percentage it drops. Yeah, but that's, remember, in the uh, in the 32-team 32, 32 tournament, I would agree with you. Yeah. But in a 2014 tournament where four third-place teams go in. Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot yeah. about those. Yeah. I forgot about those, John. John always with the fun facts. Well, 20 minutes left for the Lions to try to claw one back. Uh, I think they have it in them, but I think it just seems that much more stronger. Well, uh, you know, again, this is a hundred. This is a one hundred eighty-minute uh, game, and the second half is going to be played in Leon. And outside of uh, outside of Tigres, I think that the Leon has the has the, the best atmosphere in in Liga Mexis. Yes, and I, you know, just Tigres seems very determined because in the past we've seen them how they lost championships because they weren't. They didn't take advantage of the, of the home field. They right. weren't as they weren't as aggressive. And the two big games that stick out for me was the Libertadores final against River Plate, uh, and then also when they played against Chivas. Uh, what was it in 2017? Right. Um, so yeah, those those two were, were they at home. I felt that's where they lost the series uh, and. And they're closing out at at the Lions' den, so where Leon is gonna, you know, they should be pumped up a bit more, maybe rebuild their final form. But I think Tigres wants that that one more goal. Even the goal advantage will help them. But I, I think I think they know that with the two goal lead, they could go into that match, you know, more calm. Yeah, well, I think that that's where you know the Sargento. Uh comes into play because I think that he would rather, uh, you know, you know, you know, going down one is is a lot. Uh, you know, I don't think that he would want to. Well, he understands that, and I think that he was going to make it a very determined effort for a side not to give up that second goal. So, is the I, you know one zero to me is is nothing. Two zero, I think, is a little obviously a little, a little tougher. 
But uh, remember, Tigres, when they played Pumas going in 2015, won 3-0. And then Pumas won the second leg 3-0. They had good extra time. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy match. I remember yeah. that. But, you know, that would have been the most... I mean, probably that's hard to say fulfilling, but certainly like like sweet, just because it would have just it would have come out of come out of nowhere for Puma, for, for for Pumas to win that time. Yeah, and it had to take a Gignac like like a three volley wonder goal to, to to beat him. But I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, Herrera scored. He scored an equalizer. They had to go there. They went to penalties. They did go to penalties. And by that point, yeah, Pumas was spent. But uh, it was. Uh, yeah, and then we came we came within a post, uh, like, kind of like Gignac hit the post in the Eurocopa, and they ended up losing uh, Herrera, you know, a game with, with uh, of equal stature. Right? The Liga MX is fine, but Herrera hit, a, hit the post <laughs> and uh, did not uh, did not get the win for Pumas. That would, I mean, frankly, I'm actually kind of, you know, if that would happen, that would have been, you know, you know, I think Tuca would probably would have gotten can because you can't give up a three goal lead in a final. You just can't. But Tuca did pull it out. There's the Tucan who's who is at the end of his tenure here with Tigres. I would have to say, I wonder if he wins, if he wins this league title, if he would just hang in the boots. No, because he's got a contract for one more year, man. Tucan. No, I know, but I mean, even though, I mean, you you could leave on top. You could leave on top, say, "Okay, I did it my way." On top, whether whether he wins a title. Plain, I did it my way, John. See, he, I think, I no, I mean, but just that—that to me would be something else, you know, to leave as as a champion, you know, just having achieved that. uh, Unless he wants to win that one, that other cup that's being promoted, that MLS Liga MX Cup. Campeones Cup, I forgot. I forgot what it's being called. You know, I, I, I like the fact that they're doing something. I, I, I think doing a little tournament to me, I think, is just it's just pointless. It's uh, you know, have if you're gonna play MLS, then have the, the league play the league. Have you know both leagues play each other, not just like four pre-selected teams. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, but they have to start somewhere, Yon. They keep restarting doing this thing. Yeah, but they're, but they're <laughs> starting and doing the exact same thing every time. <laughs> they just changed the name of the tournament. Yeah, Repackage it different. It's the same thing, though. New and improved. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the way I see it, Joel, is that you, you know, in, in, in the first half of the year, they're not playing the uh, the Conca Champions. By the way, the, the, the way that Copa Mekis is set up as well, it is, it is, it, it is screaming that we're going to play another three. Yes. yes because and they're, they're, doing, they're doing what three groups of nine, so that means that you're only playing four. You're playing four games from July to December. Yeah, and hopefully, just one cup a year starts making it more prestigious. Exactly. Uh, I certainly yeah. hope so. Yeah. So if they only if they have have they have such well, I think I think Aquino's done. He just got uh, that. That's pretty rough. I don't know if I want to see this. 
I'm going to step back there with this. Yeah, he, Hi, guys. I hope it's not his Achilles, man. I think, it, I think it might be his Achilles. So you said they were nine deep at striker, but at a keno spot, John, when, oh, when they have... Oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> the, 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 the next savior of Chivas is about to come on. The next savior of Chivas? Yeah, there he is. You can't miss him. You can't miss him. I mean, he, he comes on the field, and, he, and you know exactly who it is. Oh, Mr. Dam. That's right. <laughs> I've been hearing noises about that uh, since last year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, this is this is boys team, and it seems like they are trying to bring the players that he wants. So it does seem like Chivas placed some faith in in Tomas and uh, El Jefe boy. So. We'll see what he has. I'll in tell you stock. what, man. If I were Tomas boy, I, I would take this opportunity at Chivas to make a play for coaching the national team. Because if Chivas ever gets good, hold and plays well, and like you know gets thirty something points, they don't have to win the don't have to win the Liga every time, but like maybe they'll make. Consistently be a semifinal team. That is that is the base of the Mexican national. No, yeah, and I definitely Period. think that's 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 probably in the back of his mind. Yeah, uh, he is in the limelight right now. Um, he did help. He did. He had some bad luck, you know, Mister Boy. He had he had a good stint at Atlas where he helped him uh, fend off relegation, and then he was at Cruz Azul, and that team was doing good. Up until he got in a scuffle, and I, and I still, you know, still can't remember who it was with. If it was with the reporter or with the fan, but the team just toppled after that. It's like like boy forgot about coaching the team, and he was seemed to be fighting the press on a daily. Right. Um, well, that's just who he is. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Well, so I mean, he definitely has an opportunity for him. But, you know, you know, I'm probably like the only person on the planet who doesn't really mind Tomas Boy as a coach, just because I know I know who, who he was as a player. And if and if he can instill any of that in his team, then you know then he's doing a good job. Well, he's gonna have to man because uh, this coming season, Grupo Orlegi over took over Atlas, and people are expecting Atlas to have something to get that Santos treatment. Okay, so so, so 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 explain this to me, Juan. Maybe I'm trying to make sense. So let's 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 talk about what's happened. So, Grupo is Ortegi or Legi? Orlegi. Orlegi, Orlegi, Orlegi. Yeah. Anyway, so Grupo Orlegi did not purchase Atlas. Atlas is still owned by Tevezte. What? <laughs> they, just, they, 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 they just they just outsourced the the. the the, the day-to-day operations of the team to this group. I, I believe I believe that's correct. I I thought they completely purchased them because I mean, oh. they cleaned house. Even even Marcus got the boot, and I know he he did a statement saying how he needed to go prepare himself and he was stepping down. But the news had leaked that Orlegi already had all their people in place to cover pretty much every position. Well, it, it would make more sense if they were sold, but for some reason I had it in my head. And it could be because I'm, you know, 
I will need to reread that statement, that, 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 they, that they outsource, that they outsource the, this, that they take to own the team. Yeah, because it does I, say I, they I, have I complete right. control. But then again, that's kind of what happened when, uh, when, uh, what was it, La Promotora was controlling Chivas. Right. They had, they had, you know, complete control of the team. But who owned the team? And, So I have it. I have it right here. All right. So 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 am, am I crazy? Boy, I don't want to. I don't give you. I think you are, sir. Okay. I'll unless unless my reading comprehension is not what it used to. But uh, this is the Tevasteca, the Tevasteca press release, okay. and it says Tevasteca logra acuerdo con Grupo Orlegi para que este sea el nuevo propietario de Atlas FC. So, oh, new owner. Yeah. Okay. So, doesn't that seem weird to you that they're so? So now, so now they have a team, uh, another group. That oh, owns two okay, teams. but but this is this is the part that because see, I, I didn't read past that, Yon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So here, here goes. Uh, here it goes. Bajo el acuerdo, la administración y operación del equipo, así como la definición de la estrategia comercial y deportiva, serían asumidas por Grupo Orlegi. Por su parte, and there's that, <laughs> there's the other part, TV Azteca obtendrá una participación minotaria en el capital social de una subsidiaria de Grupo Orlegi. I guess they're keeping what they they, they own just a, a percent, small percentage. I guess they still own like a bit of the team. Well, I'm guessing to see. I'm guessing they say. still own. I'm guessing they still own a lot of the team. You yeah. think it's more? They're just, I, I like was, I said, I, I think they're just outsourcing. They're just outsourcing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think one of the things they would want, because that was what surprised me about the sell, is that you know. Having these teams means that you get to have their games on your station. Right. Well, I, I, I think the thing is with uh, with this particular one is that I, I think that they realize that, that Atlas is like a gold mine, but they have no idea how to. How to yeah, especially at the youth level, which exactly. is what Santos has been doing with their youth. Right. And uh, between the two teams now, they're going to have even more. You know, they should be selling more players pretty soon. I mean, we make fun of Atlas all the time. But, you know, you know better than I do that they're, you know, if they're in the right hands, it could be a a pretty scary team. Yeah, they were. They already were at one point. Uh, We should should look into what happened to that team. (laughs) I don't know how they, you know, what they had started uh, under Bielsa and how they set up the whole scouting system and and, right. and the, the good youth coaches that they had um, they had just done a really great job and and that was a really good team that La Volpe got to coach and they reached the final and uh, and then slowly it just chipped away and then it <laughs> there was nothing left there just memories fading fading memories Yon. ouch 
somebody was talking about uh, comparing NFL teams to Liga uh, Mekis today. Oh. I mentioned that the Atlas is like like the the Lions, Browns, and what was the other team? <laughs> Jets, yeah, Lions, Browns, Jets, all, all, you know, rolled into one. As far as, <laughs> as far as futility. Ouch! And, uh, I, I, I wish it was not true, but it's. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, but I do think that Atlas is one of those teams that uh, you know, being, being in the city where they are, in the right hands, could be a pretty dangerous team. But you're right, though. I mean, I mean, out of that group. Uh, Obviously, Rafa Marquez came out of that. Uh, Daniel Sordo, yeah. who I thought it was a, was was, a, was the Tapatio version of Cuau and was for many years. Really great player. Yeah, Marquez and Guardado and um, they had Oswaldo Sanchez. Uh, you yeah, know, never, Borghetti. Never, never understood. They had, a, they had oh, some. Right. Yeah, and and all of those guys became key players with the selection and and went on to forge. Was was Pardo you know, part of that? Or was he was he a, an American guy? No, I think Pardo came out of Tecos. Let me double check there. Let me. I thought he was part of the, the Atlas Mafia. There. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was, but then he played at Tecos. He joined America after Tecos. Right. So you're right. He did. He was at Atlas. And then he, he played one season at Tecos before joining America. And then he went to Stuttgart. Yeah, I mean, just no, all those names, see. just all of those names, man, are, are, you know, they're all candidates for for a best 11 selection. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I never understood Juan, and maybe you can explain it because I thought you, were, you had your finger on the pulse of the team. Back that a little better than I. But why didn't Daniel Osorio be, I mean, he was a part of the process, even through Copa America in 2001, and then just disappeared. And it wasn't part of the process at all. He just was, he just was never going to be on the world. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember if he had an injury or just really bad drop in form. But then he comes back in 03 the same thing. It's just... Yeah, oh, well, came winding down, Yon. 87th minute. Tigre is still holding on to that 1-0 lead. Leon, I guess not a bad result for Leon, but you, you are going up against favorites Tigres. They are favorites in the in the betting pool. Um, but I would say, though, for Tigres, very unexpected and a very good season overall. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For both teams, really. Uh, you know, Leon had the, the right, you know, Tigres, you know, people seem to forget, Juan, that, that Tigres had 33 points. So they, you know, they were, they were, they were second. So they weren't, you know, they didn't have that bad season, Tigres. No, and they were playing two tournaments. They were, which is what, an extra, an extra eight matches that they have to, so it's like a, like yeah. another, like a, like another half, half season. As, as opposed to, and which, they reached the final, as opposed to uh, Leon, who not to take anything away from from the Green Valleys, but uh, it just shows no just disrespect. How... About the disrespect, that I love you. Right, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's just Leon. It's, it's just 
they have so much staff, you know. No, no, no one has certainly played well. And, uh, obviously, they're uh, going to miss uh, one of their goal scorers in Macias, and uh, you know, some some boys are not playing this match because it was two yellows against America. And uh, yeah, I, I think with Sambu back for the final, they they should pack a more punch. Uh, yeah, and they'll be at home, and, and, and again, you know, it's, uh, the, the the crowds at Leon are outstanding. Uh, so they'll, they'll have a really good crowd there in, uh, in, in Bajio. And it looks like, you know, if, if, as long as they don't give up a late goal here with Tigres, you know, they're going to have to still have everything to play for. Uh, although they haven't scored, they haven't scored a goal in, uh, in over 180 minutes now at this point. Because they were blanked against uh, America at home, and just because by virtue of the of the of the better positioning in the, in the standings rule uh, tiebreaker, rather they uh, they advanced the final. You know, I noticed Jorge, that America fans were were pretty. There was like a lot of like, well, well, what are you going to do? They, they, they couldn't even blame the refs for for, uh, for, for the loss there. And, uh, no, no, but and even even last though they, it was one one global, you know. Uh, whatever makes you feel that. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's it's kind of harsh to say. This team it was it was a fracaso, and you exit in the semifinals, you weren't really outplayed or, you know, or humiliated or embarrassed or none of the above. I mean, you know, let's face it. Since uh, Miguel Arreola has been in America, they've been a, they've been a semifinal of two. and and for yeah. America fan not to accept that uh, as, as as good enough to coach there. You know what I've always found funny about America fans? Why is it that that their team is like the greatest team in the world, and they have to be refereed different? You know, you have to referee them differently because they're so special. You know, and then and then. You know, they get jobbed by the ref or whatever, which, which happens to everybody, by the way, not just them. And then, then they act like, like, like the, the biggest, like the third world, uh, you know, third division banana team fans <laughs> that, 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 that the referees are against. You know, that some conspiracy it has been for years. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I'm a fan. I think they need another 13 year drought. Uh, yeah, you know. are, 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 are you putting? Are you, are you like the, like the red priestess? Are you are you putting a curse on uh, on America right now? Hold no, no, I emptied a, a bowl. I had a, my dog's bowl. It had water. I just emptied it down the sink. I didn't think it was going to make that much noise, though. <laughs> no, no, I was. Uh, yeah, so, so so so, you know, you, you can let them have a thirteen-year drought. <laughs> as you're pouring water down the drain, yeah, you know, no, you know, no, water that, that you wouldn't even give your dog. That's how much you hate him. It, it, it's, it all makes sense. Now. I have to remember this moment, Jorge, 13 years from now. Hey, Jorge, remember that time when you put the the 13 year curse on on uh, Blue America? <laughs> we, we will remember. No, they they've been doing a really good job of managing that team. Um, with Ami, I don't think the Aunque, fans have... Duela, Aunque te duela, Aunque te duela. 
Yeah, no, you know what? It doesn't. It used to at one point, you know, back back in the early years. Yeah. What what about this one? Does this hurt? Was that? I don't hear anything, John. You didn't hear that? No. What was that? Really, you didn't hear that? I don't hear anything. not coming through. You're not hearing that one? Are you just playing with it? No, 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 no. I literally can't hear anything. Hang on. See, now, now I'm confused. Cause if you're hearing me, you should be hearing that. So. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to figure out what's going on with that. Well, the game's over. 1-0. Uh, Gia goal in the 21st minute. Is the difference. The guys beat Leon 1-0. First leg. Second leg Sunday night. In Leon. They will, uh, again, uh, you know, there will be a winner. There will be a loser. There will be a, there will be a tiebreaker. It will be determined on the field. Yeah. Yes, there will, there will be a new champion. Indeed it will. I am I am thoroughly confused. What happened? The soundboard not well, Oh you know what? I bet you it's going through my computer right now, I think it's on hmm. <laughs> That's what I was trying to play. I was like, I was actually trying to play it like four. I can hear parties now. Jeez. I'm so mean yeah. I'm so mean to you, Hoy, and I have to admit I'm just can be. You can be. Yeah. But uh all right, so where were we? Yeah. So I, I apologize for that little um, technical issue. So I must, I must have sounded terrible this whole show. Well, Joel, I think it's time. Actually, we should probably kind of do a little reboot here because um, the game is over, as you know. Digan is winning 1-0. Uh, I'm sure that you know folks that were watching the game have now tuned in over on our YouTube channel to uh, listen to uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast. So we welcome you guys for joining us. We were on uh, kind of halfway live, halfway not so much in the... Uh, Second half of the match, but we are we are live with you now again. Post match uh, here between uh, Tigres and Leon and the Cantina Mexico podcast. My name is John Jagu. Joining me is the the other gentleman of the gentleman's agreement, Joel Aceves, joins me as well. Greetings, John. Uh, greetings once again. We just had a pretty intense final. Uh, you know, Battle of the Beasts at the Tiger Dome, and it was it was Tigres edging out a one-zero win off a Nignac goal that not only gives him the win but ties him with um, the the Tiger Dome, huh? Yes, that's what I like to call it. He's tied now for uh, most goals ever. If he scores one more goal, he's going to be the club's all-time leading goal scorer, which, you know, uh, Lord forbid, any accident, you know. Imagine he's, he's riding home and he, he crashes. <laughs> what, 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 why on earth would you, would you, would you bring that up, Hoyle? No, no, I'm saying it was, it had something like that would have to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think he's tied with the club for like two more years. So, uh, 
he's already a, a historical for them. Probably, probably regard him as their greatest player ever. Virginia? Top three at least. Really? Yes. Yes, for the Thetis faithful, yes. Have all these kids. They're naming all these kids after him. It's a big, he's a big deal. He's sort of a big deal over there. Interesting. I didn't realize that uh, that that Gignac uh, would be would would be considered the all time the all time greatest deacon. Yeah, I, you know, because he has it all, man. You know, he came in. Uh, the team has gotten, you know, they've been filling up the cabin, the trophy cabinet. You know, he has a name, the looks, total package. You know, you know, one thing that always impressed me about Gignac was uh, in the first year, in the first three months that he was in, a, well, I guess at that point it had been like four or five months in, in, in Mexico, they were able to do an interview with him where he spoke Spanish pretty damn well <laughs> after that Pumas match. And that, that was incredibly impressive. And I think that that, 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 that goes a, a long way into uh, – it just goes to show you just the kind of professional he is. Yeah. Gignac. And he showed his commitment because he could have left. He had his offers, um, but he, he stayed. He chose yeah. to stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Monterrey is a, is, is, a, is a very nice place to live. Of that, there is no question. I mean, or, or let me say, let me put it this way. It can be a really nice place to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of lana in, uh, in Monterrey, Joel. Lana that you and I don't have. No, no, not yet. Just waiting for the Catina sponsorship to kick in, and then we'll then we'll be moving on up. That's right. That is uh, that is exactly right. So one zero Joel after after ninety minutes, head back to Leon on Sunday night, and Leon gets a couple of his player their players back. They won't get uh, JJ Macias back, but they're only down one zero Joel. It's still anybody's. You know this is. You know, you know, this is just a little, a little pinprick for 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 Leon that should be able to get uh, at least one goal back in the uh, yes. when they play down in uh, Nadu. Is it the Lions Den? Is that is that where Leon plays? Yes, sir. The yeah. Camp Nou, the Camp Nou. But I mean, I'd rather call it Lions Den. I don't think that there's probably not any more Basques left in Guanajuato. What? There was some they really already got weeded out. Well, the the the, the no can is just is just a nickname. I think like the officially it's it's the Estadio Leon or whatever it is. By the way, a World Cup a two time two time World Cup stadium. No, no, but I'm sure part of that nickname was you know you had that influx of Spaniards coming in, and and I wouldn't be surprised if they were owners or they played a big role in in all of the the football in in that area. Right. Same with um, At- Atlante, you know, got the Barcelona colors, and they were calling it their stadium was a Blaugrana. They no, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the Azulgrana. Azulgrana, but that's that's where it, you know, that's basically where it comes from. Well, sure. You know, from from the. You know, from, maybe, maybe, just maybe, Joel. And 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 I'm frankly I'm I'm surprised and a little disappointed that you didn't think about it. maybe Barcelona is copying Atlante. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> no, 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 I don't. 
uh, Barca had been in Mexico. There's a pretty good story. I think it, it was during the Spanish Civil War, and they needed funds. And uh, they were about to lose the team, and they did a they did a tour of Mexico, and I think even in the U.S. And I think that's how they managed to raise money and stay afloat. Barcelona, future home of Kylian Mbappe. Oh, are you? Is this more of a done deal than damn to Chivas? No, no, no. This is this is just my 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 oh. my, my my personal my 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 personal gut feeling. What about that? The legit, or how do you say it? That Ajax youth. Who would you rather have? Oh man, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably. I don't know. They're both really good. They're both really good. I'm not. I don't follow Barca, so I don't. I don't can't make. Can't make a decision for that. You know. Uh, if I say for my team, like hypothetical, you know, I would probably go with. Uh, and I can't say his name. You know, it's the legit. The the lead. Oh, delight. 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 <laughs> delight. Sounds like the nineties. Uh, there was a song in the nineties called Delight. Oh, um, yeah. It was a group. It was, it was uh, they, they sang Grooves in the Heart. Yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Grooves in the Heart. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I would I would play the song away because it's on my it's on my phone. But you know, it's actually want, on your phone. Wow. I don't want. Uh, oh. I don't want. I don't delight. want to have any copyright. Yeah, actually, there's a. So now every time I see Delight, I'm gonna think Grooves in my heart. Every time I see that guy, but he he gives this great speech. He's 19 and he's giving this speech uh-huh. to, through the to the fans, you know. And it's like, wow, you could just see this his great leadership skills coming, you know. Just screams captain and screams mm. like yeah, that dude is he's gonna be in the limelight for some years. Yeah, was it was do you think was was he giving him one of these? Was it what I do have? A particular set of skills. Not, not that eerie. No. Not that eerie. Just, <laughs> okay, okay. just very passionate. Just, just very passionate and, and uh, very sure oh. of himself. And was it? Was it just passionate? Was it? Was it just passionate? Was it this passionate, Hoyle? No! No! Yes. No! Really? Tano, Tano Pasman. It was. It was. It was. It was Pasmanic. Pasmanic. Pasmanic, but in a positive light. Because Pazman uh, is in the negative. <laughs> oh, that is just so good. And it's true. Can you just put three three passes together, please? Just three. That's, that's how I felt of the under 20 earlier today. Yeah, they, uh, el puro balonazo, el puro balonazo. And uh, they, they just were so hurried that they think that they had to do something. And they just, they just, they were just, uh, it was disappointing. You know, uh, aside from the result, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with losing a match. It's a, you know, it's youth things. But, uh, you know, at least, at least play well. Yeah, that they definitely did not. I, I just felt the strategy was wrong. I, I've seen Mexico outplay, at least with short short passing uh, and ball possession. I've seen them uh, 
in the past we've seen them go up against Italy and hold their own, you know? Right. But just and and even like in the O two, because that that Italian team, a lot of those players went on to be the World Cup champions in O six. But in O two you saw how Mexico outplayed them, you know? Where where you had the Italians uh telling the Mexicans to to back down, we're both qualified. And and asking the ref for the time. Uh, so I mean, we Mexico has done it, you know. They they could they could do it when they play, when when they play what they're good at, you know, keeping the ball grounded, a lot of short passes. Uh, they, well, they, I mean, Italy was they they they, they 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 a lot of high pressure. You know, the first goal came from a from a mistake. In like the what was like the third minute or whatever it was, it was it was very early in the match, and uh, the Italy was just they were just bigger, faster, and stronger, and they they uh, you know just were out hustling. Like they was just, yeah, it was just out hustling, and like I mentioned earlier for the for the when we were uh, on live during the match, Mexico cannot cannot play that slow offensively and then have leave that much space defensively against a team like that. And they did that the entire match. Uh, you know, I want to know what these Italian players are eating. We need that. We need some of that clembuterol. Yeah, super pasta. Su- super pasta. <laughs> super pasta with clembuterol sauce. Some pesto clembuterol. Man, these guys were just taller and stronger, man. Uh, I don't know if this is just a pick. You know, because cause throughout the years, the Mexican team has gotten has gotten bigger. You know, you go sure. back. If you, if you, the average height, I would say, the average height went from about five seven to about five eleven. With there, there's at least now you'll have at least five or six players at six feet or taller. Supposed to before, where it'll be like two or three. Now there's there's more than that. Uh, but I don't know what this with this squad. I didn't check. I didn't check the heights. There were but, uh, <laughs> there were quite a few uh, quite a few chaparritos. So, but I mean the, the Italian guys were just monsters. They, they they were much bigger and they played bigger, and they were knocking Mexicans off the ball consistently, consistently. And uh, you know again it's not entire match. They did have their moments occasionally when they would settle down and do as as Joel mentioned, you know, possess the ball and knock it around and and then try and make something happen. But unfortunately that just didn't happen enough for Mexico. And a lot of that is 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 a credit to Italy. I mean they are who they are. Always strong defensively and uh Mexico for whatever reason just wasn't prepared to play a game at the pace that the Italians were playing. And uh the player who you would thought would have been most used to it, uh, Diego Landis, seemed to be the one that was the most affected by it. And uh, why, why do you think that was? Uh, I'm going to place it on the coach, John. You know, I think he read the game wrong. You know, supposed to put players in a position to succeed. I don't think that we saw that tonight. Or, I mean... No, no. He had he had Lines playing out on the wing, so Lines is having to use, you know, more, 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 more speed than skill on the ball, 
And it seemed like the, the I mean, this is my opinion, the, the, the better play for Lainez, especially considering that he's not as fit as he maybe should be, is, is, is to play him a little, maybe like a, as a withdrawn forward or even as a 10. Where, I mean, he's wearing the number 10, for God's sakes. Let him play as the 10. And, uh, yeah, it didn't happen. He's out on the wing. Yeah, and then sometimes you put, like, a player to, like, safeguard him, you know? Yeah. Seen it before. An enforcer. Um, there you go, sir. His, his defense. See, that, that, that that's why when, uh, when Hector Herrera would play with Salcido on the national team, Mexico would look terrible because Salcido would not do the, you know, Salcido wanted to push up like, like Herrera does. So no one was doing the work defensively. So when they would put Chaton in, all of a sudden you have someone, you know, doing the defensive work, getting the balls back. Hector Herrera looks, looks a whole lot better because now he can <clears throat> without, without having to sacrifice as much defensively. And uh, yeah, so we, Mexico, it was just, it was, and the player that could have done that, and I probably would have done that was was Jonathan Rodriguez, and for whatever reason, Monterrey said no. I guess they thought that they were going to be in the final, which I understand. Yeah. But to yeah, but but to me, it's like then, then yeah, it's uh, it makes you wonder why why they why they're playing this tournament so early in the in, in the calendar year. Yeah, I mean, but you know, this, to their credit, and we mentioned it earlier, this Italian team was missing some of their key players. As well. So, man, ouch. Well, I mean, agreed, but let's not pretend that Italy doesn't have a, you know, a, 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 a pool of about 50 players that could do pretty well on the U20 team. So, even missing out on a few key players doesn't necessarily mean that the guys behind them are, like, just awful. So there is that as well. Joel, we do have, uh, uh, you know, now that uh, the, the season's over and uh, we have a, a tournament coming up in a couple of weeks, so do we have, do we have some news, Joel? It's, uh, I, I, I personally think that this news is siren-worthy and uh, uh, just uh, information that's come out over the past uh, 24 hours or so that uh, the Irving Lozano is not going to play in the Gold Cup for Mexico. And uh, frankly, I think that that's actually for Edwin. I think it's good news because I think that he could have played, and I think that if uh, maybe he hadn't been having as as good a run as he had again in Holland, he probably would have played. But uh, you know, they're getting ready to make a pretty big chunk of money with him, so let him let him have that. And and I think Tata Martino, I think, understood that. And I think that he probably said, you know what, go get 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 better. He's not even standing, and they, they, he, he's back in Holland. So he's going to finish his rehab under the very close watch of, of PSV Eindhoven to make sure that he is 100% fit when they're getting ready to pull the trigger on a pretty decent transfer for him. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't, you don't want to lose a transfer for coming in here and then, you know, getting re-injured against Martinique. Exactly. On a, on a backfield or what have you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, Mexico plays this Gold Cup, I mean, twice every cycle. I, I don't 
I don't see a big deal with players not wanting to compete in it. It just gets tiresome, especially for some of these guys that they don't get the summer off. Right. And and they could burn out. I saw it happen to, like, Luis Hernandez where, you know, he was a late bloomer, but he was on a roll. And this dude never had any time off. He was just playing year-round. So eventually by the, what was it, the old two World Cup? Oh, man. He was just, he shouldn't have even been at the, in the squad. He was he was not the same. He was no longer the matador. Yeah, I mean, Hector, Hector was, Herrera hasn't had a summer off since 2011. Yeah, there, yeah. See, so I mean, how, how can we blame him for, for wanting the summer off and trying to secure, which could be, his last chance to play at a at a pretty good club uh, in, in a more competitive league, right? At uh, that, yes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, and, 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 and he is injured, and uh, you know, but it's it's an injury that is he can recover fully from. And so, yeah, let let him. And I, I think you know more than anybody else. I think Tata understands that, and Tata's like, I'm not gonna, not for this tournament. I'm not gonna risk you. What, what's the point? So I'm pretty sure that that was a pretty easy, easy, easy decision, and 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 what it does, Joel, is it is it opens the door for one uh, Rodolfo Pizarro to 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 play that role, and also Or Orbelin Pineda, who's also on the list. So a couple of guys have a have a have a pretty big break that they can uh, to, you know see, let, let's see who takes advantage of it. Yes, I do think this is. This cup will be Pizarro's to shine. I think uh, he's going to be, with, with so many players missing, it's it's a perfect opportunity for him, you know, to to take the spotlight, to show what he's capable of. And he does have that quality. He has that skill. And I do think, uh, you know, he's going to be one of, the, one of the stars of the tournament. And I think he's going to, you know, try to cement Semenis position there for this for this upcoming cycle, you know, for the tournaments and qualifying and whatnot. So I think it starts starts for Pizarro this tournament, especially if Tata plays him where he where he plays best, as opposed to uh, JCO, who wanted him to be a, I mean, who knows what, probably a sweeper. Yeah, I remember him complaining, saying. Um, I just can't play good in that spot. <laughs> JCO was like, he just took his red pen. He took his pen with the, what's that pen that has like five colors and you click on it? Oh, the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 where, the whatever. <laughs> he just, he put it on red and just scratched no. his name off, dude. Pizarro. That's it for no. you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're off, dude. You're off. You're in my shit list now. Um, now, 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 the other guy who's not going to be uh, so so that's uh, Pizarro. That's out. You know, we talked Hector Herrera, who again, you know, he's a free agent. Why on earth would he risk um, injuring himself? And and I, I again, I, I don't I don't blame him one bit. I just don't. And and, and the other thing, Joel, is is that there's not going to be a Confed Cup. So what what is the carrot for Mexico to play to play this tournament with their you know, gigantic company. And I, and I think that that's one of the reasons why some of these players are, you know, taking some of the positions that they are, because I'm guessing that the primas 
aren't good compared to the the stuff that's coming in. And I'm sure that the players probably have, probably have a big beef with that. Yeah, exactly. And and I think in the past, that's also one of the big reasons to come in. And, and you have all these sponsorship deals and, uh, you know, promotions to fulfill. But I think, I think with some of these older guys that are already well-established, like the Chicharos and the Velas, they just don't care about that anymore because they have, you know, they're pretty secure now. Their futures are pretty secure. Um, you know, Vela could retire today and, and live a comfortable life. Uh, same with Chicharo. Not, not you know, and then it's more for the younger guys that are still trying to trying to earn earn enough money that they could have a living post post soccer. Right. Yeah, we talked in one of the podcasts. I don't know if it was with you or with Chiquis, and they're saying how, you know, for a lot of these guys, because they don't manage their money right, and you end up seeing them at the fan fest outside of the Moleto games, and, and they're, um, they'll be like at the State Farm, you know, booth, and you go in and you pay five bucks to get a picture, or, <laughs> or they already got paid. Uh, they just have to wear the State Farm shirt, you know, or they got right. that McDonald's, the McDonald's uh, boot camp, where they bring in all these little kids and then they, they're kicking the ball around. And, and, you know, if you're like a retired star, you know, a lot of these dudes don't want to be doing that. <laughs> that's, that's not a necessity. Like, I, you know, it's sure. like, oh, man, I have to pay the bills because I ended up buying this house or, or I have this boat and the taxes are just killing me now. Uh, you know, as, as, keep, as, as, Patrick Ewing, as Patrick Ewing famously said years ago, and it's true. We make a lot of money, but don't don't forget, we spend a lot of we spend a lot of money too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, uh, you know, you're paying taxes or upkeep. Since you got a huge house or or a number of houses, you have to pay upkeep unless you want them to start falling apart. Uh, so yeah, all of that adds up. Uh, that's why, like, like here at the Cantina, we don't, you know, when players when players cash out, we don't we don't criticize them, man. Absolutely not. He's got some kid playing since he's ten or twelve, and he finally gets this contract where he's gonna he's gonna secure what anywhere from like twelve million, like in wages. Right. You know, like why not take it? You know. Well, here's yeah, here's, so here's the deal for me, Joel. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is that these guys don't owe? They don't owe you anything. They they certainly don't know oh, me anything. They don't know anybody anything. You know, and especially when it comes to like you know national teams and uh, and and all the other ancillary stuff. They just you know it, it, it's not the military. You know, it's a, it, you're not you know turning your back on your country or, or any of that stuff. It's just you know it's. Uh, it's puro espectáculo. I mean, it's, if, it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it's just it sucks. Yeah. I mean, would we want to have Carlos Vela on the team? Absolutely. I just just to watch him play more than anything else. Yes. I mean, you get to watch him play there in Los Angeles. And I, know, I know you go every week, Coil. I know that you you pretend that you don't, but I know you do. I know you. I know you've been. I know you go. I'm waiting for Chicharo to join him. Chicharo, Chicharo is is coming to. Chicharo actually wants to go. To Spain. He wants to go. To Spain. Well. He's got that bug, maybe that revancha. 
Um, who knows, man? Who knows? I think, yeah, I think he'll do real well in Spain if he goes to Spain. I think, I think, I think, I think it'll suit him well. I think so too, but I think it, it depends on the coach and his teammates. And if he's that guy that if you provide good service, he'll he'll deliver. Yeah. If you give him the ball and expect him to do it himself, and um, although he yeah, has done better, he has done better at that. But it, but it's not his it's not his game. No, yeah, it's not his it's not his fault. But if you if you put the ball there, you know, you give him the good pass. This guy will put it in, man. Fits with his face, with his butt cheek. Whatever it takes. Whatever. <laughs> he'll find a way, but he'll put it. That's right. You know, he'll he'll get it in. That was pretty amazing when in his first year at the Premier League, he scored with his head, with the back of his head, with his face, with his with his foot, with his back heel. I mean, he had with left foot, right foot. It was it was, it was pretty <laughs> amazing. Every, yeah. yeah, was it was it that one first year where he's in front of the porteria and he hits it with the ball? He 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 kicks it. He kicks the ball with his foot, but the ball goes straight up and hits him in the face. Right, and, and it still goes in. <laughs> oh man, that was that was something else. Boy, led a he had a charm season that season. Man, he was great, man. He was, you know, they were they were he, he helped Manchester United make the Champions League final, and and was instrumental in in making that happen. Yeah, yeah, just bad luck on him that that um, he got injured right before. Um, uh, Sir Sir Ferguson went on to retire. Right. So he had that one down season. But, in, but in the third season, in, in Sir Alex's last year, he uh, he played he played really well. You know, he was he yeah, back to playing really well. This new guy, though, the coach came in and just erased him, and the team just out of preference. You know, it, it, I still didn't understand why he would do that. We had a player that's delivering, even as a sub. You know, he was like a super sub, uh, and he just took him out. I was like, "What? I don't." Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Frankly, it was—I uh, don't think Chicharro understood it. And it was, it was yeah. the guy. And then, and then, what was the worst thing that could happen to Chicharro when he goes to West Ham? Is that the coach gets fired and he's the one that they hire to re- to replace? That's true, man. That's true. That was just some bad luck on Chicharro's part. That all of that. Um, he went through some, through some hardships there, some just bad luck. Same at same at Real, you know. Since he was alone, they were just giving him very little opportunities. Uh, well, again, he put him in the Champions League quarter uh, semifinals. So he did. I mean, he would score or get penalties, or he his numbers were good. Uh, but but. They just, he wasn't getting, like, he would play two, three good games, and then they would bench him for a whole month. Uh, so that was, that must have been really well, I mean, hard. But the thing was, I mean, who was he, he going to replace Benzema? What's the one going to happen? Yeah, but I you mean, know? Benzema had a drop in form, which he could have yeah, easily. And, and Chicharro came in and, 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 and played well, but when Benzema came back, yeah, he, well, he, because, he was back. Yeah, but in big part because he, he, they all, you know, I mean, Chicharro was Benzema insurance. He wasn't there to take his space. He was, there yeah, to, he, was there, he was there to play when the other guy couldn't. Yeah, but if if given the shot, I think he would have 
he would have done a hard push to bench that guy. Yeah, well. <laughs> ni fu ni fa. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's already in the books. Uh, so who knows what's up with Chicharo? I know um, Guardado was talking about playing in MLS. So we'll see. We'll, well see what did, happens. He did, he did say today that uh, that 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 in the future that's something he wants to do, but he's he's going to stay at Betis. So he's he's going to play at Betis at least one more. Betis, or at least, yeah. And then we have Ochoa who who's leaving, he's leaving Belgium. Well, does so, he does he finally have his Euro passport? Because if he doesn't have his Euro passport, then where is he going to go? I think he just got it, so I don't I don't know, you know. I think he just he got I think was it Spanish citizenship? I don't know. He, but he. It might not mean anything though if the offers aren't there. Now, Hoyt, in the uh, in the U twenty World Cup. Mexico is in Group B with Italy, Ecuador, Japan, and and and, and uh, of course Mexico. Ecuador and Japan tied one one. So Mexico now has to. I think they play. Uh, well, frankly, I'm not sure who they play next. I think they play Japan next, and they, they close Japan against next. Ecuador. Yes. Yes, they play Japan next, close against Ecuador. Again. So are, are are we looking? So what are we looking for here? Are we looking for? Do you want to see the the the, the coaching be better, or do you want to see the player? I guess I want to see everything be better at this point because it's like the coaching and the players. We're not I would say, test. yeah, I would say this this is their um their must win game against Japan, and then I think Ecuador is going to be one of their tough games. Right now, again, it's uh, again because it's a twenty four team tournament. All is not lost. If if Mexico loses, I mean, if you want to advance, so I guess I guess that's my question to you, Joel. Is that what is more important to you at a tournament like this? Do you want to see? Are you like the the? You know, do you want to see the the advancement of the team, or do you want to see the desarrollo of the of the individual player and how they play as part of that team? What is no, more I think I think it goes hand in hand. If the team is playing good, then yeah, they they the results are going to be there. Um, I don't buy this whole the desarrollo. I saw Numeritos tweet. I need to get back at him. He made two tweets, Numeritos, and it's been a while since I've I've put him to task. With some Tom, of the stuff Tom, he says. El, el Numeritos Harrison. Indeed, indeed. And he's talking about is to develop players, but no, it's not, man. I don't see the selección as to develop. The selección is for the best players. You know, for the best players of 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 their respective group to go and compete and, and you're going, especially in a tournament, you know, this is not an amistoso, this is a, a, a tournament. So you're going there to compete. So I get that mentality though, but I just don't apply to it. I, I just, you know, my philosophy is not, it's not there, man. I mean, if you're developing, that's what, when you're, Going through your club and all that. So that's, you, so that's you want you want the best of both worlds. You want to see the development of the player, and you want them to get results. Well, I mean, no, no. I'm I'm gonna clarify. You you're in their twenty because you're the you're the best uh, in that age group. You're the best. So okay. I, you have to go and prove it now. You know, 
uh, that's that's where I see it. So no, I don't I don't see this whole thing as you're you're going there to to develop. I still remember the Hugo Sanchez thing, his quote. It's always stuck with me when he gets to Atletico and he says, "I'm here to learn," and they're like, "No, you're not. <laughs> you're here to contribute. You know, we didn't bring you to teach you how to play. We brought you because of what you could offer the team, and and he ended up offering a lot. You know, he he understood that right away." Well, he learned that he was needed. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, I, I always think about what Profe says about 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 the, the the youth systems in this in this country where the the elite teams are, you know, the, the the parents go to them, you know, not because they have been able to, you know, send the kids and the whatever they go because they 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 won trophies. Yeah. So, well, if you're winning trophies, it has to be good. So I guess that's my question: Would you rather see? T- you know, as 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 one of our fellow folks posted earlier on one of our many chats that I can't keep track of, that uh, that you know he didn't really care about the result. He wants to see he wants to see how the how, how the players play on the pitch. You know, how they actually play. Well, but you're, but you're yeah. saying if they play well, then chances are pretty high that they're going to win. Yes, uh, but I, I'm gonna say this: the whole trophy stuff, and, and, and as far as youth, I would say then, because because I'll, I'll I'll change the philosophy of of how I see the of how I see the game. I'll say from under seventeen to like the under ten, those age groups. Then yeah, I, I don't think that should be the most important thing that you're in a team to win a trophy because you're in those are the formative years. So right. then, yeah, I, I wouldn't prioritize a campeonato, you know. Uh, but we're we're looking at like under twenty, under twenty three. So we have a player like Macias. He's already known, you know. Look what he did with Liga MX. He was the he was the top scoring Mexican in Liga MX. He's already competing. Uh, he's already a professional. So the whole development thing is like what he's, you know, he's not at the under twenty to keep developing, he's under there to help them win a trophy. Hmm. The, only, the only thing I say with the downside is that, you know, you just have him, and then you have I know a bunch of dudes that don't have the amount of playing time or or competitive matches, and I think that's what ends up hurting hurting uh, Max. And then you you saw like how a lot of these guys from from the Italian team play in Serie B, but I would say that's like more competitive, you know. Well, sure, of course. Then Liga d'Ascenso, where well, you only have like fourteen. Well, that's the problem, Joel, is that they don't <laughs> yeah. play in Liga d'Ascenso. They need to play in Liga. You know. Yeah. Why can't the U twenty teams just be part of the Liga d'Ascenso? I don't know, man. I don't and then, and then, then that way, you know, when they have a home game, they can play like the ante, you know, the the the, the undercard before. Yes. The... That would be good, but you know, they did those under twenty. You know, the league, the federation made these youth leagues. Well, that's fine. Uh, what I'm saying is, if if, if you if you make Liga MX, your sub veinte plays the ascenso. Period. Period. Yeah. I mean, the Ascenso needs, you know, they need the bodies. Yeah, well, I mean, they had it for a long time where basically 
what was it, like late 90s, early 2000s, where the majority of the Liga de Ascenso teams were pretty much sucursales. They were pretty much the reserve teams for all the first division. And and I get it why they got rid of it. You know, it's, it all comes down to investment, and they wanted, they wanted owners that were going to invest, build stadiums and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, there's no reason why you can't expand it, you know, make it regional if you have to. And then just add the teams they could add their youth, their youth squads into the tournament. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just uh, it's something that uh, that, that that I think should happen, especially if they're if they're so desperate to have uh, teams in the ascenso, then yeah, it, it would seem it would seem to make sense. Now, I've always thought that this tournament, that the U twenty, that if that if you're if you're good enough to play professionally on a team, then you don't need to play this tournament. Yeah, I could be wrong though. No, no, you're you're right. I I agree with you, because you know, like player like Macias, he he could be playing a, a league championship, you know, right now. Right. Which you know, if and I was saying, if I was if I was Leon, I would have not let him go. Um, especially seeing the season he was having, <laughs> I was no, he's staying here. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that's a Grupo Pachuca decision. So there's already rumors that uh, one of the PSV, one of their top scouts, is is at the under twenty. You know, following the selection closely. Right. So there's that. Yeah. Well, Jon, it's it's getting about that time for me to wrap it up. Yeah, is it time to uh, to to say goodnight, Hoyle? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hoyle, I can't I can't let you go with at least <laughs> with at least you know hearing it at least just once before before you go. Okay. Oh, Just, just once. We need, we need, uh, we need to do a pod because there's a lot of Chiva news coming in, and we could at least do one. Uh, I would like to do one for a couple teams, though. You know, heading into the next Liguilla, where we could at least do a good twenty, thirty minutes, and then just talk about where the team's coming from, what they're doing, uh, where they're headed, what we're expecting from them, and I think uh, that would be a fun thing to do. You know, not only that, Hoed, but we have our, our, our 200th episodes coming up. Oh, man. We need yeah. to line up something for that. We'll have to have a, we'll have to have a, 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 a big guest for our, for our 200th. Yes. Yes, we do, sir. Well, for, you know, I, I, th- I think you're right, though. That, that would be, you know, we could have a, just, a, just, a, just, a, just, a, just a, as deep a dive as we've ever had on the Cantina Megis podcast and, and go into a some some like interdimensional level chivas talk with, <laughs> with some of the folks that we have on on the podcast yeah so yeah. that would be you know i, I would love to monitor yeah, I, I would be an impartial observer and moderator <laughs> no but but i want to do it for for at least five teams you know cuz we're seeing some interesting stuff coming in with these teams that that how, how they're going to rebound into this next season you know, so of course you have Cruz Azul already, already making moves. I think that they pretty much have a Paraguayan international 
ready to sign on the dotted line, uh, you know, and in America as well. You know, they, I'm expecting them to go after a, a killer striker. You know, I, I don't think Matas Udibe has has lived up to expectations. And that French guy, I keep forgetting his name. He was supposed to be Gignac. Gignac, you know. I think his name was for, Les for America. Lesoniac. Lesoniac. There you go, man. He was just in vacation, man. He just came to. He was. I always got hurt. He would play. He would play, and then he'd break his collarbone. He'd be out for eight weeks. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd come back, and he'd have like a third degree angle. No, seriously, he just had terrible injury luck. He'll be, he'll be at the French Riviera, wishing team luck. Um, That's right. He was. He was rehabbing <laughs> in Huatulco. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're gonna go after. Uh, I expect him to try to make a big signing. Uh, you know, try to bring in some. Some big name and some guy that could put him in back of the net. Uh, and so, yeah, and then she was as well. Well, I mean, the uh, reality is for America, Joel, uh, is that like their last, how many, four or five striker signings have all kind of been duds? They have. They have. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, I think that's been one of their downfalls, you know, if they've had that one. That one power striker, I think they would have won a bit more games. Um, See, Nico Castillo showed his true Puma loyalty by by just <laughs> just narrowly, you know, just ma- at least making it believable that he was missing, you know, on, on some of those shots, just just narrowly missing. Well, and, and Pumas, oh man, speaking Pumas, Pumas as well. They just got a new coach, uh, Michel. And we'll see what's going on right there. He has been talking a lot about Cantera. So seems like there might not be any loosening of the coin purse and bringing in refuerzos, which I think Pumas has been needing for a while. No, I think they're going to, I think they're going to do both. I mean, he's already think they will. Yeah, they're, they're going to do both. Oh, they need to, man. They need to. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few, there's a few teams that we, we could highlight going into this next season. Because uh, cause now, especially now with, with you know, with the, with the announcement of FIFA that it's at 32, I do think uh, qualifiers are going to be a bit more special now. Because at 48, was like, oh, man, just, just give it to Mexico, man. You right. know, if, if you expand that many more tickets, because um, even at, at Mexico's worst, they still, they still find a way to qualify. Right, and if at Mexico's worst, they... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but like but the way they're doing it, I mean, obviously we we've seen, like you said, with Mexico in 2014 and the U.S. in 2018, and there ain't no guarantees. I mean, Concacaf has has teams that are good enough to beat you on any given day. Yes, no, that is true, especially yeah. at the home venues. Even uh, well, even at the away venues too. I mean, yeah, it's it's happened. When, but when I mean, was the last time Mexico are... scored more than four goals against a team at the Azteca in a, yeah. in a hexagonal qualifier, it hasn't yeah. happened in a long time. No, they've gotten they've gotten better about preparing for those type of games. You know, if if it's traveling to Mexico a week, or 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 um, what is it, the day the day off to try to counter effects, uh, but but. They found ways to prepare for those games, right? And even and you know, I have to admit, even you know, as, as much as Osorio 
you know what he had his huge uh, detractions, I guess, you know, for his game day decisions. The dude prepped like a champ, man, and he had, and he understood that he, oh, he that he didn't have guys that were playing in Mexico City every week like coaches had in the past. So they'd go train in Cuernavaca before they'd even go to Mexico City. Because, you know, nine, nine of his guys are playing in Europe. So they're not playing. They're, most of them play at sea level. So yeah. you, you, you can't have those guys just show up and, and play. And, and they're not playing those midday games with the hot temperature. They usually play night games, cool temperature. Yeah, that's that's one thing that uh, that Chiquis uh, pointed like, let's say how, how hot it gets in Mexico City. So they, they, Mexico has never made a decision to play in Mexico City because of the, temper, the, the temperature. It's just, it's just, it's not part of the equation. Because <laughs> if they wanted to play in the heat, they would never play in Mexico City. Yeah. They yeah. play in, in Veracruz, or they play in uh, in Monterrey. They play in, Oaxaca. In, in, exactly, in Chiapas. In, in, in <laughs> they come to the jungle. Of, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, 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 like, they like the smog, and they like the altitude. I mean, if, if it happens to be you know, it hardly ever gets hotter than 80, 85 degrees. And and especially now when they're playing qualifiers. So it's just, yes. it's just, it's just not that big a deal. I see as you want. Okay, Joel, well, I know you got to get going. So we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we will allow it here. And again, and again, thank you all for the last couple, uh, last couple of shows uh, filling in. But uh, we got a, We got a big summer ahead of us, Joel, with, uh, with, with Gold Cup, with uh, Copa America. League of Nations. League of Nations. Uh, we have uh, the Women's World Cup. We have uh, the the Estufa of the the, the 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 season start. I mean, the season starts in two months. It's not like we're taking this gigantic break. You know, by July fifteenth, we're gonna have Liga MX again. Yes, and we have an ongoing under twenty World Cup. That's right. And then there's a Toulon tournament where some other young young players are playing and. Uh, We'll see how it all how it all pans out. So, Joel, before I let you go, uh, I'm sure we'll do this again. But uh, who uh, who who hoists who hoists on Sunday? Ouch! You know what? I had Leon, but I, from what I saw today, I think uh, Tigres Tigres will will lift that trophy. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tuca says Yastubo, I'm out later, bitches. I don't think so. I don't. Yes. Think. You think he's staying until 2020? No, I, mean, there's nothing, <laughs> I don't think there's nothing for him left to play. I mean, what, he went, you know, I mean, if I'm too I say, when I get on my Ferrari and I drive off into the sunset. You know, but I don't see him like fully retiring just as coach. I could see him probably being in the board, you know, with with Tigres, serving some type of position up there, uh, similar to how La Puente is at yeah, Lobos. Pumas, well, one of the two. Ah, well, if Pumas could bring him, I think that would be, uh, you know. You know what, uh, you know, as, a, as a Pumas fan, to see Tuca, you know, leave Pumas after winning a championship, no less. <laughs> And go to Tigres and to see all the success he's had. I mean, don't don't think it's not just a little last chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, not, I'm really happy for Tuca. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm you know, he's and he's, he's working with his son because I think his son is 
is one of the guys responsible for the player transfers. Amaury? Amaury Ferretti. Oh, another Amaury, but yeah. No, I actually have no idea. I was just, I was just playing. <laughs> you were just playing? No, no, his son, I think he's involved with, with the with the player transfer, so that's that. Uh, he must have some connections established by now. So uh, my, a good friend of mine, Jesus, uh, Jesus Mendoza, whom I like to call El, El Chuchiloco, uh, he lives in Monterrey, and his uh, his 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 boss. Uh, I got to meet a few years ago. Uh, we were he was telling me that, that that he actually rode on a flight from Monterrey down to Mexico City, sitting next to Tuca on the plane. Oh, they were both in primera in primera clase way. Anyway, uh, so he's like, "Well, I'm not going to ask him about soccer because he's like the dude." Well, it turns out that Tuca is a huge racing fan, so they spent the whole hour talking racing. Car racing, like like Formula One or yeah, so whatever, whatever, just racing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brazilians are big into that. Yeah, they yeah. are. Had had a couple of. Uh... And and I think if Monterrey is, you know, if you're into racing and you live in Max, I think Monterrey is one of the cities where you're gonna get a lot of action for that. So uh, yeah, no wonder he's loving it over there. So, uh, so you say you say Tigres says so you you're gonna Tigres wins yeah. and Tuca says hasta luego. It's just they're deaf, you know. I think I think they have they're strong, uh, and you know we saw how how Valencia replaced Edu, you know, like damn, <laughs> right? And uh, and 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 they're just they're just covered in in every spot. They won't just. I think you could see how much they missed Sambu and JJ Mack, and and this time they have to, uh, you know, remark contra la corriente as they say. So, and, so is uh, is 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 JJ Mack? Is he the is he the Chivas prince that was promised? Yeah, he was. He was, which is, you know, but and I'm gonna say this. Um, it's it's not just the Yeras fault, and here I am defending defending uh, pretty much the Night King. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was entirely his fault. Uh, he was trying to do what was right for the team. But I, I, <laughs> um, he he just gets the the burn of it because he tried to send him to Zacatepec to cool things down, and he's like, you know what, I'm not. And, and Mac Macias did the right, you know. He's like. I'm not going down divisions, you know. I'm uh, I'm I'm at this level to play in first, so that that's where he gets a lot of blame, saying that he kicked him out because he didn't want to play with his team. I don't think that's the case. Um, I know some of the some of the players, some of the established players, had talked bad about him, and and they already had like. Um, just negative, negative opinions. And, and was, one thing that was leaked was uh, a quote from Cota, who was who was talking to the teammates, because that's that's who they, uh, who Nacho, you know, if anybody knew Macias, it was Cota who was at Chivas. So he told him, yeah, man, he he comes across as conceited, but he's he's a good kid. He has good intentions, and he's he's very determined. He was you know? paying cocktail wages two at a time. <laughs> he had to get a drink at the table. What's wrong with 
but you had so it wasn't just like it wasn't just uh Higuera. it was also like the coaches that that didn't give him a fair shot not just Cardoso but also um also Almeida and then the players some of the established players turning his back so it's it's pretty sad to see how many you know I could only describe as fuckery going on as Chivas to to just hold down a player with that talent uh, so so they were doing it because they knew how good he was that they were gonna take people's spots I don't know I don't know so much about that uh, I say a combination of different things but um uh, this is where we're not having a good general manager you know comes into play and well, he would have stepped in and been like no, this is what's happening, you know? He would have laid down the law. Right. But just not having one, it's like, you know, it hurt the team. Right, well, there's, there's no accountability with, 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 with Chivas right now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, big, it's a big mess. And, and, and it, yeah. Oh, but, I mean, we could do a whole show on Chivas, frankly. Oh, uh, yes. Sometimes we... our shows turn into these. <laughs> I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, for, for Profe Uribe to hop on. Now that uh, I'm and there's, there always comes... He always comes to sweep. That's right. He comes exactly. He's the, you know, he's the. Uh, now, do you, do, well, do you bring him in, Joel? The uh, profe when uh, when 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 you need to to hold hold down a goal, or or, or do you bring him in when you need a goal? The, here here at the end. Profe, profe, no, he's just that. That cambio you make to waste time, like if you have the four minutes of extra time and you want to kill some of those minutes by doing a cambio. Really? Yes. <laughs> that is uh, that is mean, Joel. That, that is that is, oh. that is so so he's the guy you bring in to hacer tiempo. Pretty much to cool. That's, that's... So yeah, to enfriar el partido. That's what I meant. That is, uh, that is gotcha. That is gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he comes in and then he can like fake an injury one minute so, in. So, so he's the guy that comes in and and, and taps the, the like the best player on the shoulder and tells, "Oye, tu mamá," and whatever. Yeah, kicks him in the shin or something. When the, you know, when I, 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 I have to admit, I kind of uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you because usually <laughs> when when when, when, when profit comes in, I have I have to play this. Uh, almost, almost exclusively. By the time he comes in, is that so? Well, who made you pulp in this dump, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. no. So yeah, I, 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 I think I think you might be right. I think you might be right. No, but yes, when, when, when we do have Chivas stuff, we had to make sure we have all of all of our all yes. all, all all members of the of of of, of the Chivas uh, brain trust. Of the Cantina Mekis podcast, you need to be on that. We, you know what? I, what I think would be would be really fun, Hoyt, is 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 to have a a Chivas roundtable with 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 other Chivas centric soccer personalities. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I'll be willing to do that. I would. Probably be the only one defending, defending um, Iguera at this point. Which not not because I think he's doing good, 
Uh, but just because I feel that he's become the scapegoat. So if 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 Mbappe goes to Barcelona, then Joel, does that make it pretty obvious that trophies will end up at Real Madrid? I'm, I am pretty sure, but I think Boy wants to keep him. He's already expressed his desire to maintain him at the club. So so are you? You're not saying Joel that Boy is a is a trophy chaser. Yes, I am, and he might be the best thing to happen to. Two trophies. I think if anyone could rescue him, he's going to be the one. Yeah, you know, that that honestly is 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 the biggest biggest reason why I think that that Tomas Boy uh, couldn't have picked a better time to be at Chivas because he was a pretty decent ten in his day. And if he can teach La Trophies to play anything like that. Yeah, and we all saw how much better he looked in the few games. If if anything we could rescue out of Boy's short tenure, it was it was Trophy's performance. And Trophy's wasn't just, playing on the wing, he was playing as a ten. Yeah, he looked like his he was beginning to look like his old self. So um that's promising right there. So maybe we can see uh we can see Lainess do that in the Upcoming match against Japan, where you know, you know, put him in the position where he where he, he can give yes. you, where, where he can succeed the most. And hopefully, the under twenty guy is uh, listening to our pod. Well, I, I, I would expect he is. I would expect he is because you know we joke about that here on the Continuous Podcast. Although, in our hearts, we all know it's true. But the reason that we joke about it is because we say stuff here, and then stuff happens that we said was going to happen. Yeah. Yes. That has, and we're not we're not talking like oh well, they're going to win two zero and somebody wins two zero. No, we're talking about administrative moves and 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 then just certain things that happen over 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 a period of time. And yeah, it's uh, it is it is pretty. Our, our track record track record is, is frankly pretty good. Yes. Although you did have to bring up the fact that I said that Leon was going to uh, <laughs> be done in the yeah. So 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 thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, we win some, we lose some, Yon. I, no. I do think that possibility was rather high, but um, Leon weathered through that storm. Well, I think if Leon plays anybody other than TJ, then I think that they, 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 they it could have been rough. Yeah, no, it would have definitely it would have, because uh, like we saw with America. Uh, at one point, that was going to be the, the match they were going to play. You know, I think the the penultimate, the what was it, the match week before the last one. I think that was the pairing. Right. Um, and you know, it ended up in a draw. But who knows? If, you know, if you replay that match, um, they could have easily won it. I wouldn't say easily, but they could have. They had. They showed they could have defeated um the Lions. No, they 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 should have. I mean, Frank. I mean, Frank. That's why you know I joke around with America fans with well, they want to you know say the the referee influenced in the decision. Well, you know, it influenced more in the in 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 America's loss how many goals they missed. Oh yeah, <laughs> because they missed a ton. You know, and then that to me had a little bit more of a an effect on the outcome of the of, of the result than a, than a refereeing decision that could have that could have or should have been not been made or been made. So. There is that. 
Well, Hoya, you said you had to go. That was like 20 minutes ago. It, so we should probably catch you loose. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this part could go for three, five hours. Yes, it could. Uh, unfortunately, See, we do it really late. All right. Well, you better, get, you, you better get going. We don't want you to be late. Yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us here on the Gandina Mekis podcast for Juan Aceves. My name is John Jagu. We will talk to you guys hopefully uh, Sunday after the uh, Liga Mekis final between Leon and Tigres. Talk to you all then. Bye.